Magical, whimsical podcast <laughs> where we talk a lot of shit. <laughs> oh yes, but we talk oh. about like good. Oh, oh, we talk about like good fairy dust poopy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? What did you just throw? I dropped my AirPod case, oh. and I was really dramatic about it. Um, yeah. Yes, y'all. We are here. Um, and we are graced again for the Ooh. second for the second time in what like a week. Really. Yeah, well, yeah, because it was last Sunday. This is almost this exact same time. Yeah, <laughs> with the amazing human being that is Rashida. <laughs> Hi. They are here. Hey, Rashida. Um, they're hey, here, they're here. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be back. Um, we've we've already talked about so many things. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like what last time we we were chatting, we talked about like radical love. That was like the main the main theme. Yeah. Of our conversation. And radical love and what that means and how you've kind of arrived at a place of, um, I guess like knowingly practicing, like intentionally, I'll say intentionally practicing radical self-love um, and coming into your identity, coming into your queerness. What else, Mark? Um, also, we talk, <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to say, I feel like we talked about kind of like letting go to connect basically mm -hmm. um, especially in regards to motherhood mm -hmm. we talked about silas and kingston mm -hmm. um so i feel like this week i'm really curious to know sheeta um ways that you feel like community can um thrive in radical self-love practices I feel like I look to you as like a community practitioner. Um, so I just, yeah, I'm curious to, to know like what advice you have for folks in regards to self-love, radical self-love and ways that um, we can all practice and, and, and be mindful in cultivating that. Such a good question. And such a loaded question. Um, hey, everyone, hi listeners. I'm Rashida. Hey. I use they, them pronouns. And I guess in response to your question, Deej, I would say that there's just so many, so many ways. I guess I can start with how I feel like I'm trying to practice. Yeah. And um, I guess I think one way I'm trying to is just acknowledging when I'm separating someone from their humanness or when I'm separating 
separating myself from my humanness, like my own humanity. And I think that's like one of the biggest issues right now. And did you spoke to this um, previously uh, talking about how like, you know, Voldemort is like the power hungry, less human entity within Harry Potter where he's just like wants more and he can't be satiated because he just wants power. And so I think about that in relationship to just how our world is at this time or how it has been functioning under capitalism and i think the biggest problem is power and then people i think for me i don't i never really related some of my issues to that like having the loss of power or the lack of power or like a loss of um my own voice and so i think um as that relates to like self-love and how to bring it forward for community is like oh okay like what privilege do I have? What needs do I have? And like, how can I support myself while supporting others in a way that's finding a balance? Because I, I, I mentioned before that like, I'm a recovering people pleaser. And that power struggle for me is like wanting to just give and save and fix and help. And mm-hmm. I read this article, I can't remember who was by this about helping, fixing and serving and like the difference you know helping is like basically being like and I'm loosely quoting this but from my understanding helping is like oh I just want to like make that other person feel good fixing is being like oh I'm coming from a place of power and I can make it better for you as opposed to being of service is like I'm just giving this offering and so Mm -hmm. I think I've been trying to really lean into being of service to myself and to Mm -hmm. community in ways that just feel organic and I love and thank you for naming that you feel like I, I'm like a community oriented person. Cause I, I think all the people that I'm in community with and like all the activists that I look to follow and that I'm in spaces with, I look at them like, what else can I do? And like, yeah. I think they always want to say like, you're doing it. And for me being my like recovering people pleaser, I'm like, but it doesn't feel like enough. Like what else yeah. can I do? Give me more, give me a task. I want to check it yeah. out. And I think that's just like the pressure of capitalism and white supremacy around like feeling like you have to be doing and productivity and Mm -hmm. like have a to-do list to like make things better. And that's not reality. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you know, just encouraging. And I I hope to just like the way that I support myself and the way that I hope to support others and like, you know, the things that they feel like they do not have control over or do have control over is being authentic to myself you know, mm-hmm. being loving for myself. And like, hopefully that can like ripple out um, to folks that are in my life, to folks that I come in contact with. And I guess um, when I think about uh, my relationship with community, it feels so complicated because I think I am in a place right now where I want to have an off. I have an offering. I teach a, a, a class every Thursday on Zoom called Nurture. And it was originally Mm -hmm. supposed to be like geared towards like postpartum parents. But then I was thinking about all these people in my life who are nurturers that are not Mm -hmm. parents that might want to take this class too. And so I opened it up, but I also haven't like fully committed to like the marketing part of it. But I'm like, I started this offering because I know of so many nurturers in my life who who burn out, who don't slow down. Yeah. And it's so important for nur- for folks who are always nurturing, whether you're a teacher, a doula, a writer, um, a parent, 
content, a, a, a creative, an artist, like when are you nurturing yourself? I feel like we're yeah. always kind of like putting out, putting out, putting out, but yeah. like, when do we slow down with our own bodies? And so yeah. I think that's, that's one small way I'm trying to like offer something back to community. And I think at times I feel really lost when I want to think about like, how can I serve community? How can I do it? How can like community be better? Because I'm just like seeing so many ways in which like I hold privilege living in this city in New Orleans. Like yeah. I'm how I'm house secure, I'm food secure. I don't have to worry about my rent, but I also don't have a fucking income. <laughs> I have no income. So then yeah. there's that too. So I'm like, yeah, I have no money to spend, but I also like have disposable income, but not really. And so like I, I think about that where I'm like, I take up space here in this city where so many natives don't have some of the securities that I have. And so I feel mm. though like my existence here almost like takes away from someone who from like, theirs, from yeah. theirs mm. like, you know, just occupying space here as like a transplant. Like I'm not from yeah. here born and raised right. because of the privilege of like coming from the East coast. Like I have the, like, you know, and because of the privilege of being married to someone who's, you know, within the system <laughs> being married to someone who's in the military I, I hold some privilege there and yeah. so I, I find like such a I, I when I say like my relationship with community feels really complicated at times because I'm like I know that I'm trying to like, like quote unquote do good or be of service and like be offering something and you know bring light to things that are happening um in this city but at the same time it feels really conflicted because I'm like I'm not from here and I'm taking up space You're whereas like there's probably city. a family yeah, I'm like directly benefiting from like the way that tourism has like led this city. Mm. But then also I'm trying to like give back. And it's yeah. like such a complicated, yeah, yeah. So it's just such a complicated relationship. But I, think, so I like, think like that, Sheeta, I think that acknowledgement even alone is really important. And like even you giving back is really important because really like, I mean, all of us like everywhere in America, at least, like, this really isn't, like, like, we were not our land. native to this yeah. land, you know, yeah. so mm -hmm. in, a, in a way, like, even just acknowledging that reciprocation, I think is, like, a really, like, good step in the, in the right direction, um, because most people don't even think about that at all, ever, and they're not, concerned about giving back to a community or a neighborhood or a town or a city mm. or country or our physical land um at all you know what I mean so right. the, fact that, the fact that that's even a part of your thought process is like you know you're 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 a part of the cycle you're you're doing something um yeah and I would say yeah and um I I uh think of you as a community practitioner um, because I, I see you actively uh, cultivating these practices of service, of self-empowerment um, and of change just for a better world. Um, it's beyond mm -hmm. the certifications that you hold, um, which you hold, you know, quite a few as a, you know, as a studying doula, as a yoga, a multiple uh, certified yoga practitioner, meditation uh, practitioner, you know, there, there's a lot of titles that you hold that I think that one need to be, you know, credited to you and the work that you do and the knowledge that you have. Um, 
but also just in your way of thinking, which Mark just noted um, mm. of, of wanting to be community and service oriented um, and not through necessarily a financial exchange, even though, you know, right. there are financial exchanges for the work that you do because you do need to supplement and support yourself and sustain. Yeah. And another powerful thing I just thought about as you, you know, talked about the native people um, of New Orleans and and what that has meant for them, you know, your, your placement there, but also, you know, I think it also just talks to the greater system that we're all a part of and, Yes, you benefit from some of these systems in ways that um, some of the Native Americans that have been pushed out and, you know, just the horrors that they have experienced, but you're there through the horrors that our ancestors have experienced, you know, being Black Americans uh, in this country and really just all over the world. So I think mm -hmm. there's like a, an, an Indigenous and Native unity that kind of rests and I think that the work that you're doing is the reciprocation like between us all as humans that we need you know that we all right. need to be mindful of and practicing you know the knowledge of whose land we're sitting on and right. what ways our presence is affecting them and also why we're unified in this together because what ways have we been brought here to this place? Mm -hmm. You know, when you go back to the birth of this country and mm -hmm. you know, just why things are in general. So it's like, we have to find that common allyship. Um, yeah. And yeah, like that, that unity. So yeah, I think that's so important. And I think um, everything you said was so important, so eloquently stated about how you're mm -hmm. giving back um, mm. through radical self-love. And I think that's like a mission that I'm finding as well is this self-empowerment mm -hmm. moves you forward to, it puts you in a better place to serve and to, um, I guess like, uh, I help change the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also think it's like, it's really beautiful how people feel um there's something in certain people that's like ingrained in us that like we mm. want we want to give back to mm -hmm. the planet to people to each other and by doing that aren't we just like giving back to ourselves in the long run anyway um yeah 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 it's yeah <laughs> And I love yeah. that you brought up like land acknowledgement beach because that's like something that is um, so many people in my orbit that I'm following as teachers and mentors is like a land acknowledgement is like a part of a practice, mm -hmm. you know, acknowledging the indigenous land that we're on. And like, for me, I've, it's, it feels so awkward to do sometimes because like, I think like at times it feels like a, like a, like a checkbox. And then there's also right. like, like I have to do this, I have to say this thing, I have to right. do this thing to be conscious. You yeah. Know? And sometimes it feels like a checkbox. And then I also am like, okay, so then like, where's like the room for growth there? Like, how mm -hmm. can it not feel like a checkbox? How can I call it forward and bring it in in a way that feels organic? It's like, oh, okay, I could do more. I need to do more research. 
on Mm -hmm. the indigenous people of this land. And like, I know a lot of like the folks here who have families that were enslaved Africans and Mm -hmm. are descendants of that. And then when I go even deeper and go further is like, I think the indigenous ancestral tribe of this land is the Choctaw nation, um, Mm -hmm. people, peoples of the Choctaw tribe. And it's something I try to say when I'm like offering a practice, like guiding either like yoga or something. And then like, I fumble over my words because I feel so awkward. (laughs) And it's so interesting to move through and just like honor and be like, okay, like that feels strange. Like, how can I make it feel organic? Not make it feel organic. Like what parts of my offerings or just what parts of my life feel awkward and why? And like, where's Mm -hmm. the space for curiosity there? And like the space for growth. Um, And I guess- when I think about like, you know, like finite ways that I try to think of like practicing radical love or calling in community is like remembering to ask for what I need. Um, you know, because in this pandemic, I haven't had an income. I've been doing all of these trainings, but I've been asking each facilitator for a scholarship, every single one. And I've been gratefully granted those scholarships and I'm so happy. And it's been an awkward thing for me to ask for what I need because I feel like, oh, if I'm asking, then I'm taking from someone else. But then I'm like, well, if I don't ask, maybe it won't encourage other people to ask Mm. for what they need. And um, sometimes it feels awkward to talk about money and has it make it feel uncomfortable or that's a, or that it's a quieted subject. And I think that's one way we can kind of like fight back at capitalism is talking about money openly Mm. and being like forward. Because we all need like to survive water. in this mm-hmm. in this structure. Right. Yeah, we need to survive in this structure that we're placed in. So why does it have to be so hushed? It shouldn't be. Um, yeah, yeah. It's and it gets it gets messy for me. I find in like finding like you know this like my practice of like yoga and meditation and energy work. I'm like, oh, the money exchange feels so strange. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, I have to thrive. So. Mm-hmm yeah but I think that like what you're practicing in terms of like mutual aid I think that we can think of that in in like all facets of our life from like an employment standpoint you know like you have to pay me to sustain this practice that is sustaining a forward movement of human consciousness of Mm -hmm. of humanity you know and and I think that in the journey of self-empowerment, I'm beginning to find like my belonging more and more. And the more that I'm able to affirm that, the more that I'm able to also like affirm my needs and to affirm Mm -hmm. um, that it's okay to ask and it's okay Mm -hmm. to feel deserving. Um, And so, and it's like, we're talking about like also like people pleasing, like we're so used to being the provider of people's Mm -hmm. needs, you know, whether it's through teaching, whether it's through Mm -hmm. our artistry, whether it's through motherhood, whether it's through partnership, you know, whether it's through employment, um, we're so used to meeting people's needs that we're not used to like actually like radically looking at our own and beyond just our needs, like our desires and then being like, okay, I have this thing that can, I guess, like serve as a product. Um, But then that starts to sound like (laughs) capitalism, you know, but like, I have this gift that needs to be nurtured and fed and educated and practiced. And it 
requires financial support to do so, you know, Mm -hmm. so it is okay to ask for that financial support. And I guess what I'm saying is like, the more I affirm myself and, and, and self-realize that like, I am a gift to this world and I have gifts to give to this world, the more I'm able to be okay with saying, (laughs) you got to pay me to sustain this and to build this. And, you know, um, cause the work that I'm doing is important. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's more important than, or not like more, imp- yeah, it's more important than like my comfort level. It's more mm-hmm. important than, you know, me staying here and, and not growing and building um, because of my discomfort for asking. And so I'm I'm learning that as an artist and as a mother um, and, and as an entrepreneur, you know, in building my business. Mm-hmm. I wrote I wrote this like blog post a couple months ago because I was having a hard time with um, a couple of just like people who, who are close to me like respecting like my pronouns or just like kind of just acknowledging me and mm-hmm. like how I'm going to continue to evolve into my identity and I was just yeah. like wow Wow, like I think when people it's like I don't even know if it's about me at this point with certain people I think it's more about them and their relationship with their own humanity it's like for you Mm -hmm. to decide that you stubbornly don't want to acknowledge someone means that there's something probably within yourself that you're not willing to acknowledge or that you don't want to make space for or what are you not making space for in your own human experience Mm -hmm. that you can't value or even honor my human experience and it's just And she does crazy because then it makes me think everything we talked about in the beginning, it just goes back to power. And I feel like that fear of like loss of power in, yeah. in, in a sense of like having control over all aspects of your life and like not being able to detach my perception of you from who that person actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they can no longer control the narrative. You know what I mean? They can't yeah. control the narrative are. or right. yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that immediately relates to like, you know, like how do we practice radical love? How do we practice practice self-care? And I think my three rules of thumb are like firstly, ask for what I need. Secondly, free myself from expectation of myself and of others. And mm-hmm. then the last one is just like pause let that shit go if you can you just took the words (laughs) out of my mouth i was gonna say just take 10 seconds before you react before you react and drink it always brings me back to you the barista well yes the barista (laughs) but the 10 second the 10 deep breaths like i think about that all the time i'm like do i really need to react right now based off of i'm only reacting based off of the information that i've conditioned myself to have or mm-hmm. that, you know, that that I know, like, you don't even need to react right now. Take mm-hmm. it in, learn something, grow, open your mind and let it expand. I saw someone on Instagram. I want to say it was Salma Hayek. And I'm like ashamed that I didn't like really pay attention to who it is. I should take that back and edit it out until I figure out Wait. if it was really Salma Wait. Hayek. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> she was talking about like, if I'm screaming at you in in a, okay. in a different language and you don't know what I'm saying, you don't really care. It might even be comical to you. Like I'm just shouting at myself. The moment you take someone's words 
um, and or their energy, she said, you can take those bad words and like drop them to the floor and then they don't land with you and they don't, you know, they don't interrupt anything. Um, but the moment you take those words on, they become yours, they become mm-hmm. your weight, they become, you know, so she just was saying like, I could be screaming at you in another language and because you don't understand what I'm saying, you don't take the words. Like you don't, under, you, you know, it doesn't matter to you. Mm-hmm. Like it's so easy to just drop them. Um, but wow. the moment that you like understand and start to like, uh, like, like internalize them, it's like a weighted experience. So I just, wow. I thought that was so powerful and I wish that, you know, I'm wishing this for myself that I'm able to do this with this recent another Rashida because I've talked to you about it before as well like this recent exchange that I had with the barista Mm. um at the cafe and it's Mark it's been three days and it's like still like sitting with me like a Mm. pit in the bottom of my stomach and I don't know what to do with it um other than like to try and build myself up in spite of it because and it also makes me think of like my people-pleasing tendencies that I've Mm. learned through motherhood Mm. um because through motherhood, I've had to learn what I need to function in order to take Mm -hmm. care of this other human. It's been so relevant in my life, asking for the space, asking for the time that I need. I've never had to do that before. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so through this other experience, I feel like a glaring people-pleasing trait is wanting to be liked. So feeling othered, And then like Mm. wanting to get to the bottom of that feeling and wanting to like convince, you know, like it's my worth is kind of like hanging there in the balance or or my perception of my worth is kind of hanging there in the balance when I don't feel received Mm -hmm. or I feel disrespected or, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of like just really being able to leave it with the other person or drop it to the floor, you know, Mm -hmm. I then take it on as some personal thing Mm. so I'm really working through trying to get to the bottom of like why this you know um why I'm craving such this sense of like belonging in a space where I feel like continually like disrespected intended Mm. intentionally um so yeah Mm. that just like takes me in a, a whole circle but also like yeah, like, what do you do with that energy? It has nothing to do with you. It's your perception, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of of the situation, of there's many truths in this situation. And, um, you know, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I most recently stopped therapy, just a pause because of financial things. But something I always talk to my therapist about is, um, was talking to my therapist about is like rumination. Like, mm-hmm why do I ruminate? And I'm still trying mm. to figure out why, but like, you know, rumination is like, this, like how you, the thought, like it typically can happen for me. It happens at night where I just like, my thoughts keep going or the same mm. thought just keeps coming back and I can't mm-hmm. stop mm. replaying it. And mm-hmm. I'm, I've been yeah. trying to figure my way through it. And like one way is just being like, hmm, what am I grasping onto here? And like, where am I not finding more ease? Like, I I think it was um, Mm. Adrienne Marie Brown that showed a picture of like two palms. I think it was on her page. I'm not quite sure. Um, But it showed like two palms, like the difference between grasping. Or it was like grasping is like forcing. And then like ease is just like allowing. It it was like two palms holding sand. It was like the grasping is like the sand is just like falling through. So like you're really Mm. not grasping anything. And then like Mm -hmm. allowing 
flowing is just like the sand just like perfectly resting in the palm and like mm. finding ease and not forcing and I was like huh mm. Mm. <laughs> where can I take those little symbolisms into my own day to day and with different experiences it's, it's like yeah. it's such a practice and it's so difficult to do especially as like I, I feel like for for me or no just relating to like what you were talking about to about um when you step into seemingly like, you know, black spaces and like you expect the sense of like kindness, this kinship there. Hurrah, and then yeah, kinship. this hurrah, this like being like, hey, and then if it doesn't happen, like why? And then like, is it me? Is it them? What's going on here? What is this energy? And like, I thought we were family and like, just like, where are those little separations and why do they happen? It's like so mind boggling, especially, um, I just, yeah, I can imagine just so mind boggling for you well thank you for that because that I think that even in itself like lets me let it go a little bit like it's I'm wanting to feel a part of this community and my experience is telling me otherwise even Mm. that like even that reasoning can allow me to just because it's not so much her it's me that I'm looking at in this situation and it could just be like okay what is the desire that I have that's not being met Mm-hmm. And where can I fulfill that desire in other areas? You know, if I'm not if I'm not having it met here, then at least I know what the desire is, and I can find a better way to access meet it. it to it, meet it. Access it. Um, yeah. So yeah, even thank you for just vocalizing that because I feel like that brings me closer to my understanding of the experience. Like I'm in this mm-hmm. black space, and I want to feel accepted, and I love black people, and you know, but. I'm just not being welcomed. Um, right. You know, Steve. I also can just chalk it up to the fact that like LA people like have weird vibes. I'm from the East Coast and it, there's a difference. So I move with a different energy. And I've been thinking mm-hmm. about that so much too because of all the shenanigans that have happened to me in Whole Food, um, Whole Foods. And I'm like, you know, I move with a different energy and, and it's a mm-hmm. positive energy and I can't let every experience dictate whether I question that it's a positive energy because I know that it is a positive energy. And if other people don't receive it that way, then I have to be okay with that allowance, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it again, like the glaring people pleasing um, comes up because I'm like, well, then how do I fix myself to be accepted? Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, it it's not that. And then I look at the bigger picture of my life, and I'm like, just want to pluck that little barista because she's a flea. You know, like in in my greater <laughs> world <laughs> and universe. Um, and and anybody else that's rude to me that that shakes and disrupts. You know, I had a freaking mm-hmm. woman completely invade my space and it stayed with me for weeks it Wait, stayed with what? me in, for whole, weeks. in whole foods yes this what woman happened? reached her arm in between the he- in between the space of my head and my shoulder that like, happened to me the other day that's crazy keep going like her breast was on my shoulder and she was taking a picture of like a product. Like I was standing looking for maple syrup. Her husband did it first. He reached past my face and I oh. looked at him. And I think that she got upset about that. I now again, this is me and my perspective. Who knows what the reality is? Making an is. assumption. Making mm-hmm. an assumption. The fact is that she violated my space. Mm-hmm. The presumption is that she did it on purpose. Either way, mm-hmm. I was completely physically mm-hmm. 
disrespected and emotionally harmed because Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was safe in that moment. If I would have reacted and protected myself, who knows if then like they would have involved law enforcement and I never will feel safe in that environment. It just, there was a lot at play and a lot at stake there. My son Mm -hmm. and Arca were just outside. I'm always hyper vigilant when he's around, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so there was a lot at play, but the, the, the action that happened, Mark, was she completely reached through me to the point where I turned around and now her face is right here and I'm like what are you doing like why are you you know in my space and she's like with her camera being like oh sorry sorry but then like her and her husband said something in another language which I couldn't even really identify Mm -hmm. and then like giggled and kind of like walked away and it was right when things were boiling over with Ukraine, you know, so I'm hyper vigilant. Like, you mm-hmm. know, when when things like this happen, like people start to turn their finger, their aggressions towards black people, you know, like, are y'all here trying to mess with me because I'm black? Are you trying to start a scene? Are you just really right. from a different country where you have different space boundaries? It's COVID. Like it was so much at play. Yeah. But the point is, Rashida, to your note, I ruminated that in my mind for weeks to the point where I think I might have had a couple of dreams about it, where I just felt Mm. so emotionally unsafe. Um, And then, again, like giving title to it, like allows me to say, okay, I'm doing this thing, like I can stop now, you know, because I did the Mm -hmm. same thing with with the barista, like, what is it, you know, like, and then I get like angry. The, the point I mean, is, is, yeah, the point is, I'm is so like sorry. none of it, no, none of it matters. What matters is me um, learning to just be okay with, you know, people are going to be rude sometimes and mm-hmm. not being okay in a passive way, you know, like mm-hmm. definitely learning how to affirm myself, you know, in these situations, not needing the validation, not needing the external, you know, being on my P's and Q's when I'm in public because I can't expect people to respect my space, you know. So Mm -hmm. these are lessons, I think, that come out of these situations. But Mm -hmm. one thing I want to do is learn to control my mental and not ruminate about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just just the allowance of like, people operate differently in this world. And it doesn't uh, take anything away from you. Yeah. Uh, You said so much potent, so much like potent and important, valid emotions that like you just have to acknowledge. And I think that's it's it's such Mm. a and I bring it all back to like power and control Mm. is like who is offered power, who is offered control, who holds power and how do we maneuver our own existence amidst all of that I mean it's Mm -hmm. you know I I send you so much you know compassion I offer you so much compassion because I think about like you know like it's just your your humanness is you know when it's threatened and depending on like where you are placed within society how society no excuse me not you placing yourself society places you in a place Mm -hmm. because they want to because it's institutional and they're being like okay this is a black woman x y and z and so therefore we already have her attached to that a idea lens. of what we think uh, we already have her we already have a lens attached to her and like you as a human just trying to fucking grocery shop and choose your face wash there's so much at stake for you just trying to be and just like how morally fucked up it is that the world that we live in that like black women can't just grocery shop trans people can't just like 
pick up their mail or like drop something off at the post office without being glared at and just how sad it is because it's this separateness that's been created for our existence. It's this, this really like evil ick that gets in the way of people just trying to be people, this conditioning. Yeah. yeah. Are you and doing I feel like it's job? so hard for people to like push past that and let that go because we're so used to that narrative you know what I mean like that's like what's been ingrained in us for so long like I wish like as a a queer person hi Silas I wish as a queer person I could just walk into any space and feel like super super confident about myself and not worry about what people are thinking of me but that's like Mm -hmm. that's with me everywhere I go no matter what Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I wish I wouldn't mm. wouldn't give people that power over me, but it's so easy to just fall in line with that because yeah. that's just what it's been like for so long. Yeah. It's hard mm-hmm. to like to get away from that and be like, what? I have the power when I'm walking in here and I'm not gonna let like your thoughts and your perception of me like take that away from me or like change the yeah. way I feel about myself. But it's re- it's really hard. That's why I want Kingston to practice martial arts, because Mm. I just see so much of that, like, self-power. And I think it comes from safety and not that everything needs to come down to, like, like violence and physical safety, because I really don't think martial arts is about violence at all. But it's about knowing that you have the power that you need to Mm -hmm. do whatever you need to do. As I'm listening to Will Smith's audiobook, um, he quoted uh, Bruce Lee and he's like something he'll never forget that Bruce Lee said is like, be afraid of the quietest person in the room. Um, mm. And I just was like, you know, and, and, and he's coming from a martial arts standpoint and it's because that person had like the quiet, like the, that, that quiet power within them to know that they are okay, mm. no matter like what direction anything goes in um and I think that like I'm 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 seeking that self-emotional security Mm -hmm. um that you're speaking of Mark but yeah like I I just 100% agree with that and I think about like your safety in certain spaces um so much and it really worries me but it also just makes me think about the people in my life and you too Rashida when you were in Florida I just did not have a good mm. I just felt very nervous um I'm moving and, there and I feel nervous as fuck wow Wait, and I felt what? that way when you told me about the town of Colorado that you were in Mark just being super conservative and like you know oh yeah um I think yeah you're moving to Florida Sheeta. I'm moving to Florida and I'm like I'm excited for the why of why we're doing it. We need support. We need to reconfigure our track to our dreams. And we can't afford this lifestyle anymore. And so that's why we're moving. And, you know, that's Florida is where Eddie's parents live. And so I know that there's like layers of protection. And I think that like energetically and almost like politically, I think there's a reason that moving there is maybe going to offer some sort of learning lesson um, because the political landscape in Florida is just all the way torn the fuck up and it's gross and it's conservative and it's a red state. So is Louisiana. 
Um, yeah. But there's no city like New Orleans, like ever, yeah. like anywhere in the world. Yeah. And moving to Florida, I'm like terrified mm-hmm. because I know that it's like not the safest place. But then there's also like, I, I know that I can find community. I have hope that I'll find community or just hold yeah. community and bring it with me. And just remember that like, you know, I'm, it, there it, it is. Yeah, like where it is and that I bring it with me and that like home isn't necessarily a place. And even though I want to build my own home and this is why we're making this sacrificial move, but it's just like. Sacrificial ah. move. That's so, yeah. I mean, that is what you're doing, but I also know that you're moving there to be with like incredible families and yeah. there's that community there. Maybe not necessarily like your queer community, your friends, your, your mom community or your parenting mm-hmm. community. Um, but yeah, there, there's some source of community there. Um, okay, well, I think uh, Mark's going to do rapid fire when he gets back. But okay. um, I just want to like close this out by kind of just talking about where we can find you and, um, you know, like what you're offering right now. You're doing your nurture series, which is on Thursdays. Yeah, I teach the Thursday nurture class. It's at 6 p.m. Central Time um, with yeah. Little House of Yoga. Um, incredible class guys incredible class i'm i'm, I'm also going to share about it but yeah it's worth um, it it's yeah it's a one hour class with like a fusion of like yin yin yoga um reiki and um like mindfulness and uh meditation and so it's like a mixture mm-hmm. of all of that kind of like yeah. threaded in um mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm hoping to start a prenatal series, but like mm. much later, I'm going to wait yeah. a bit to see. Um, but yeah, I want to start a prenatal series. Um, and yeah, so if you just follow me, you'll see um, what I'm doing. But yeah, All it's right. been really cool to have these conversations with y'all. Um, so thank yeah. you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you thank so you. much. Um yeah. And yeah, just just to piggyback on what you said, like, guys, get in that nurture class, because it was truly like one of the best experiences and gifts that Mm -hmm. I could give to myself. And I didn't feel comfortable asking for that full hour. (laughs) I kind of just sprang it on Arca one day. And Mm -hmm. um, I did. And I was like, you know, this was amazing. And thank you so much, mm-hmm. Sheeta. Um, but he was more than understanding and also being like, so is this a every Thursday, you know, thing? And I, I was love like, that. Yeah, thank you. So I'm, I'm grateful for his support. But um, Drake, you, you're, you're going to jump us into rapid fire. I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah, let's do rapid fire. Also, just I love the word nurture. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name of the class nurture was inspired by this book that I read um, called Nurture by Mm. Erica Chidi. I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, um, but she is a birth worker. I believe she's a Nigerian black woman um, who is just doing such incredible work. Um, And her book is called Nurture. I never keep that. You mm-hmm. let me borrow that sh- that book, Rashida, during pregnancy. And it was one of the the most transformational um, reads and things that, you know, Mm. I read during pregnancy. Um, (laughs) All right, rapid fire, hit it. Ready. (laughs) Okay, it's time for rapid fire. Um, Okay, this is a a long one, Sheeta. There's a lot, okay? So get ready. Okay, so it'll be fun. We need it quick, we need it hot, we need it fast, and we need it now, all right? All right. (laughs) 
Okay. Yellow or orange? Orange. Sand or dirt? Dirt. Hats or scarves? Scarves. Roses or tulips? Roses. Sun or moon? Sun. Feathers. Feathers or beads? Feathers. Mm. These are so hard. <laughs> Sun shower or thunderstorm? Thunderstorm. Mm. Rings or bracelets? Rings. Earbuds or headphones? Earbuds. AirPods. Uh, I'm a headphones kind of person. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing earbuds. I'm wearing my AirPods. Okay. Um, a few more. Candles or string lights? Candles. Lip balm or lip gloss? Lip balm all the way. Hoops or danglies? Hoops. Wearing. Oh, I'm not wearing them. They're wearing dangly. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, I was. Okay. Wait, what was the last one? The last one is rosemary or basil. Rosemary. <laughs> I put yes, rosemary, rosemary. Just about everything. Rosemary is so incredible. You have to try a rosemary latte with oat milk. That sounds mm. delicious. It's now we're getting fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go have a matcha latte with mm. Mm. um okay, y'all. We should wrap up. It's been great um talking with y'all and listening to y'all. Mm. Uh, it's yes. always a pleasure. I always learn so much and I value both to the moon and back again. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Sheeta. Um, I really appreciated just hearing your perspective and um, chatting and, and also like resolving some some inner things that I'm working through. So thank you for mm. your service. Mm. <laughs> thank you for receiving. Now and pay them. For having me. <laughs> right. I'll take it. <laughs> we'll put your Venmo and Cash App in the in the the description facts on facts on facts i'll take it thank y'all so much i love you all bye love y'all